systems and see a design flaw. But in fact, that's not the case at all. Because this spoon-like ladle contraption does in fact come with an ergonomically designed handle. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Anybody excited to be in church this morning? I, I see your Gator shirt. I don't like your Gator shirt. I don't want to talk about football right now, all right? <laughs> Anybody watch football yesterday? Yeah, don't watch football. It was horrible. My Saints lost Monday night. LSU lost. FSU lost. So I told my wife last night I'm now a Lightning fan, and then the Lightning lost. So I'm going to move to badminton. Anyway, good morning. Welcome to Church of the Lakes. We're glad you guys are here. If you didn't get a guide, the ushers have them. They'll be happy to bring you on. Just raise your hand. Uh, they would love to do that, give you a pen, something to take notes with. Um, if you're not a normal note taker, I'm going to give you stuff, some stuff to write down. So uh, write it down, if you will. Uh, really encourage you to take notes this morning. But um, welcome, welcome. If it's your first time here, let me be the first to try and welcome you if I didn't meet you at the door. And, uh, and say, I'm Pastor Mike. We're grateful to have you with us this morning. We would love to know that you are here. And one of the ways we can do that is in the guide, there's a little connection card. And if you'll fill that out and mark that you're a first-time guest, we would absolutely love it. Nobody's going to show up at your door. Uh, we're not going to have any multi-level marketing schemes we're going to bring to you or anything like that. We just want to know that you are here this morning. And if it's your first time here, don't feel compelled to give. But for those of you who have your tithes and offerings to give today, we don't pass a bucket like a, a lot of churches do. We've got boxes in the back. So I just don't want that to throw you off. As you go out today, you can put your tithes and offerings in the back. Thank you for your faithfulness and what you allow us to continue to do week after week after week. Um, I'm, I'm still, I still got to get a perfect number, but we are still creeping up on about a half a million dollars this church has given away in three years. And so that is all due to your faithfulness and your giving to God and, and serving in that way. Um, want to also just remind you that we have something called Right Now Media. For those of you who have not gotten Right Now Media yet, you can go on our website, cotlakes.com. Under resources, there's Right Now Media. You sign up, it's free. It's kind of like a Christian Netflix. There's a whole bunch of stuff, especially for your kids. If you've got kids, you can put something on. You know it's got a good Bible-based uh, you know, character building type of thing to it, throw it in the back seat um, to get them to stop kicking the back of the seat kind of thing. So if you have not done the uh, Right Now Media thing, I want you to notice on the bottom of all the notes every week, I put a study, and it's a follow-up study to what we are going to talk about this morning. So that's just another way that we try to help you in your discipleship process and becoming more and more like Jesus. Two announcements, and then I'll get into teaching. Number one is November 20 and 21 is man camp. It's time for man camp, gentlemen. You need to get signed up for man camp. We do. A, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we go out to a thousand-acre ranch, middle of nowhere, camp out and uh, burp and throw axes and do all kinds of great stuff that men do uh, while we talk about what it means to be the man that God's called us to be, right? So men get signed up for man camp, come join us. And then my second announcement is we actually have sort of a miniature mission trip coming up that I want to tell you about, give you the opportunity to sign up for. Adults, we can only have adults, unfortunately, but you'll understand. Camp Anderson that we work with and our teenagers go to summer camp with, they actually have a tie to foster children. And uh, what they do is, the, believe it or not, Christian camp, I mean, Bible, Jesus, Holy Spirit camp. But the Department of Children's and Families in Tallahassee has decided this is the camp that all foster kids go to in the summer. So it's absolutely amazing. But what they've done is they do Christmas for foster kids. So on December, it's the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Those three days, I, th I believe that's Monday through Wednesday. So you'd have to take those days if you're interested. What they need is they need adults that will come and be house moms and house dads. So they've got cabins, 
and they'll have like maybe eight to ten kids and you're eight to ten girls with you or eight to ten guys with you and it's for those three days and it's a way for us to serve uh, foster kids in the state of Florida. Our kids are going to be earning money. Our teenagers, Eden's working with them to be able to buy gifts and the presents that are going. So if you're interested in doing a little uh, Christmas mission trip for those three days and going and serving, it will cost you nothing other than your transportation up there. And they will feed you and, of course, <laughs> house you with a bunch of kids, um, you know, type of deal. But if there's anybody interested, we would love. And you can get on our, our website and register today for that. So if you're interested, if that sounds like something that, you know, God would put on your heart to do, that would be absolutely uh, amazing for you to sign up. So check it out on our website. I want to pick up on um, something we've said for the last two weeks in this Struggles series. We've been in a, in a series called Struggles because everybody's got struggles, right? Everybody's got stuff. And, um, and, and today's actually the ending. And I thought, man, how do, we, how do we come to an end of something like this? Because our struggles continue to go on and on and on. But really what kind of God put on my heart to finish out this series was, how do we break through? Come on, somebody. Like, how do we get to the other side of what I'm going to call this morning in the title of today's message is cycles. Anybody got cycles in your life? Like, Cycles that you kind of just seems like you keep coming back to. And so what we've said for the last few weeks is it's okay to not be okay. Can I just tell you, look around the room. You're in a room full of people that are not okay. Come on, straight up, right? Like look to your left, look to your right. They are all jacked up. Come on. We are all in this together, right? Some of y'all are laughing harder than you should after you looked over. But But listen, it's okay to not be okay. Mike's got his stuff. I'm dealing with so many things. It seems like anybody else, like maybe if you've been a Christian like me for a lot of years, you kind of think by now, wouldn't I have it more together than this? You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing like, go ahead, Miss Shirley. I heard you. I heard you, Miss Shirley. Listen, like, 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 when do I get out? And and so I just want to say to you, first of all, listen to me. It's okay to not be okay. But you know what? It's not okay to stay there. That's not what God intended for us. It's not okay for us to stay there. Do you know why it's not okay for us to stay there? It's actually really very practical. Because nothing in nature, in this physical realm that we live in that God created, nothing stays static. It's moving. It's like a wound. A wound is either healing or getting more infected. And the same is true for the things in our lives. They're either healing or they're getting more infected. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you this morning? And and what I'm hoping is that that maybe today we can kind of talk a little bit about this concept of how do I change? How how do I change? How How do I overcome? And I am so grateful for how real and raw the Bible is. Let me Let me show you what I mean. In Romans it says this. I love this verse. I don't understand myself at all. Anybody? Come on. Anybody ever look in the mirror and go, what the heck? Like, what is your deal? Or come on, right after Thanksgiving dinner with the family. Why did you have to say that? Right? I don't don't, don't understand myself at all. For I really want to do what is right. But I don't do it. Instead, I do the very thing I hate. Anybody else? Right? Where we come to this place of, of, of struggling, and I'm so grateful because today this is for all of us, me, me included. 
that, that kind of have struggles, but we want to see change. So here's my goal today. Listen, I really want you to hear this up front. My goal is not conviction. That the Holy Spirit would bring conviction that you would actually go, yeah, this part or this thing that I'm dealing with, or whether it's clicking something or looking at something or drinking or snorting or eating something. or what. Well, I'm not looking for conviction. We all know that stuff. What we're looking for today is breakthrough. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like to get to the other side, what does it mean to actually change? And so when... when when we don't change, let me talk about that for a second. Because when we don't change, let me talk about what it looks like. And some of you are going to recognize yourself kind of right now, right in the middle. Is when we don't change, first of all, whatever that sin is, whatever that struggle is, whatever that thing is, it becomes a part of my identity. In other words, we take it on as an identity. Right? It's just, oh, that's just who I am. Right? That's what my, that's what my daddy did. That's what my grandpa did. Like, that's just what Matheny's do. We're just whatever. And let me say it to you this way. The longer you carry a label, the less it describes your past and the more it describes your future. Just let that sink in for a second. The longer you carry a label, right? The longer you say, you know what? I was the fat kid. And you carry that fat kid label into adulthood and it's weird how that can affect you. You could have been a foster kid and you're sitting here today and you're sitting in church and nobody else knows you were a foster kid and they treat you in the way that they see you today. But you in your mind are still that foster kid that's a little less than everybody else. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Or, or, or you're the guy who was told you're, you're a joke. And you, you screwed up. Or, or maybe you have a past like Pastor Mike's past. That when I look back, sometimes I fight shame. Anybody fight shame? You fight regret? And we still filter ourselves through that identity. Is, is anybody tracking with that? God's not, improve, God's not interested in, in improving the old you. He's, he's not interested in improving the old you. He's interested in a new creation. That's what his scripture says. Corinthians says, the old is gone. The new has come, right? It's good to admit that I have a problem. It's good to admit that I have that. What's not good is to take on the identity, right? As much as I absolutely love AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, I think it's phenomenal, and I get why they do it. There's just that one piece, I've said it before, that I, that I don't care for. And that is you can be sober 20 years, but you still got to sit in that meeting and say, hi, my name is Mike, and I'm an alcoholic. No, 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 no. This, the scripture tells me that I am a new creation in Christ. That is not who I am anymore. Are, are, are you hearing what I'm saying to me? But what happens is when we've done something long enough, or we've heard something long enough, it becomes an identity, right? Next thing that happens, well, we just have this feeling of increasing hopelessness. Well, I, I'm never going to be able to overcome that. I, I'm never going to be able to stop smoking. I'm never going to be able to beat this emotional eating. Any emotional eaters out there? Thank you. Me too. I'm angry because the Seminoles stink. Time for some nachos. Come on, somebody. 
right? And, and, and we can get to that place running around in that cycle to where it's just, it's hopeless. Some of you may be already starting to check out on me right now just because I'm talking about this and you've already said, listen to me, the enemy's already whispered in your ear and said to you, yeah, he, everybody else can change, but you can't. That's a lie from the depths of hell this morning that somebody needs to hear this morning and somebody needs to understand there is always hope, right? My God can overcome anything and everything, no matter what it is, what it looks like, right? I've done that and it didn't work for me. I, I, tr- I tried this and, well, it didn't, well, my marriage is just, or my kids are just, I hope today that I can give you a little bit of a key. I'm gonna give you something in a few minutes that I think is the game changer. So hang in here with me. But the next thing that happens after hopelessness is we get defensive. Anybody get defensive about your stuff? Come on, we all do, right? Somebody touches it and, and, and we react and we bark back at them. Come on, your, your spouse is probably the best at this because they know your stuff, right? Or people close to you, friends. And, 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 they, and, and then we say things like this. Well, I have a right to be this way. What? Based on what? Because I feel like it. Right? And we get defensive when people start to touch and we won't let people speak into our lives. And then the next thing, listen to me, I become a slave. I become a slave to the sin that's inside because it's, 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 I've taken on the identity and, 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 and I've gotten this place of hopelessness and now I'm defending it. And if you're defending it, that's dangerous. That's danger territory. Red flag, that's danger territory because now I become a slave. It starts telling you how you should live. Right? Because this is who you are. This is what we do. This is how this works. This is, 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 so dangerous. And if you're interested, look, read Romans 6, 7, and 8. It talks about what it means to be a slave to sin, right? This is, this is what we're trying to, to overcome. I would say it to you this way. We've got a battle. 6, 7, and 8 in Romans says this. There's a battle inside of us. Anybody ever feel the battle, right? Like, I know I should, but, ooh, that looks good. You know, and I, I know I shouldn't, but, mm, that looks tasty, Come on, with me, I have a food issue. I don't know if anybody else here has a food issue. I have a food issue. Can I just, I'll be transparent, right? Like, I know I shouldn't. I I know I shouldn't. I don't know why I'm watching football yesterday, and I got excited about spicy chicken nuggets at McDonald's. Come on, somebody. Anybody else? When he said that little thing, it makes you cry just a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to cry. Come on now. Right, and, 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 and there's something inside of us, this battle inside of us of dealing with what is this new spirit man that God has put inside of us that is righteous and, and wants to, to please and glorify our God. And then this other man, come on. The Bible refers to it as our carnal nature is the word, right? Uh, and, and, and just to give you kind of an idea where that comes from, you ever heard of chili con carne? What's chili con carne? Chili with meat. That's exactly carnal. That's, it's flesh. And for us, really what we can stop and say is what we see a lot of is Christian con carne. It's, it's, it's Christianity, but with this flesh that there's this spiritual battle. It's the spiritual, and then it's the carnal, and then it's the carnal, and then it's the spiritual. There's this war within us. And once we become a slave to it, finally, well, we lose our life. 
Your potential is gone. You've done so many things wrong that you are convinced now, eh, I'm done. God can never fix me. I'm, I'm way too far down. I get that a lot when I invite people to church. Anybody ever heard that whole, hey, come to church with me? Oh, the walls would cave in if I walk into place. Right? And, and, and that's that, that concept of I have gotten to a place where not only is it my identity, but I've become a little hopeless and probably defensive and I've become a slave to it. And then I lose my potential. But I need to say something so important. This will be the most important thing I say. You ready? God has this unique ability. And we sang about it this morning. He has this unique ability to take a mess and make it a ministry. And I probably could go around the room. I go, come on, tell me. Tell me your story. Tell me your mess. Now tell me your ministry. Tell, tell me, the, tell me the, the, the dumb things you did. Go ahead. Tell me about your rap sheet. Right? Tell, tell me about this. Tell me about your relationship rap sheet. Come on. Some of us got a relationship rap sheet that's mercy. Lord have mercy. Right? But the reality of being able to turn around now and understand what God has done to redeem it. See, our God is a redeemer. He does something. So what, what area for you needs to change? F- fill in the blank. If I could just change what? That's just for you. If, if I could just change what? And I want to talk to you a little bit about breaking cycles this morning. And I want to read you this verse out of Romans. And I'm going to ask you to push in a little bit. Listen to me. For some of you right now, I've stirred your carnal nature. And here's what I mean. I stirred a part of you this morning that it's, it's the movies where you got the devil and angel on the shoulders. You know what I'm talking about? Right? And right now, as I start to walk through this, for some of you, you're going to hear, yeah, maybe for everybody else, but not you. You're, you're, you're going to hear that little voice whisper to you, uh, yeah, probably the holy people that sit up front. You know, pro- that, that may work for everybody. Or I've done that. And listen to me. I need you to hear and have an open mind for the next few minutes as we read this verse. Let's get into this verse. Romans 6 and 12 says, do, do not let sin control the way you live. Okay, we just talked through that process a little bit. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve in. And you go, well, duh. That sounds really great. Until tomorrow. Right? Until I'm sitting at the house tomorrow night. And there's chili con carne in the, in the cabinet. There's, there's, there's whatever that thing is. There's a computer sitting there for me to click. There's, there's, there's that person that I'm texting and having, inappropriate conversations with and there's there's relationships that are out of whack instead catch it here it comes instead give yourselves completely to god i need to stop there for a second because i'm going to say something kind of harsh to you and so i i I, man i love you but i got to say this to you Many of you are still running around the same cycles because you've given God part. You've only given God a piece. 
You've only given God a section of your heart, a section of your life. And it says here, give yourself completely to God. And when you do that, look, sin is no longer your master. Sin is no longer your master for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Most of the time we go partway in, if we're honest. You can't, be, you can't be the best on the team if you don't go to practice. Come on, somebody. Right? Like, like you, you got to do the work. Come on. Anybody ever played sports? Been, on, been, on the, been in the band? Been in some type of an activity, competition, whatever? You can't be the best unless you do the work. And that's what the scripture is saying to us. Listen, is, is, is you can't say you want to change. You can't, you can't push into that place unless you give yourself completely to him. That means I give him everything. That means I surrender all. That means I'll say it to you this way. Listen to me. Christianity is for radicals only. One person's with me. Awesome. Rock and roll. Listen to me. Listen. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. Okay? I think we do a real disservice in the American culture because we make Christianity really sweet and easy. Come on, somebody. If you just come pray this prayer and get baptized, then you can hold on to your ticket, escape free from hell ticket, and make it. Listen, that's not the life that God has created for us. See, see, God's goal is not just to get you to skate into heaven, right? No, his goal is that you might live here and bring something to, to this earth, his kingdom, right? That, that we have something that we're supposed to do. And listen to me, I don't care what you're snorting, smoking, eating, drinking, whatever. None of it compares to fulfilling what God has given for you to do. I promise. I promise. Matter of fact, I, it's funny, in my, old, my, my young age as a youth pastor, kids would go out and get, start wilding out, doing their thing, and I would just like freak out, you know? Oh my gosh, they're doing this and could destroy their life. And, blah. and I really have gotten to a place where I kind of chilled out a little bit in my old age and gone, eh, they'll be back. They'll be back. And I don't mean that to be ugly. I just mean, you know what? You're going to get to the end out there. Come on, somebody. There's, there's, there's a place where the world, you go, this is stupid. Listen to me. There's not enough sex to satisfy anyone. There's not enough drugs to satisfy. There's not alcohol. It doesn't matter. Ladies, there's not enough chocolate. I promise you. Listen, everything this world has to offer, Christianity is for radicals only. Nothing changes you, catch this, until you go all in. Nothing. Nothing changes you. As a matter of fact, let me give you the words out of the scripture. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. In other words, the flip of that is you're not seeking and you're not finding me because you're not seeking me with your whole heart. Right? This is, this is, this is for radical role. In other words, we've got to go all in. We've got to go all in if we want to see change. 
If we want to see something radical and something turn around in our lives, it's an all or nothing type of scenario. So let me give you a couple of thoughts on that. First, well, first you got to get rid of excuses. Come on now. Anybody really good at excuses? I'm pretty good at excuses, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Got the yeah, but syndrome. Everything somebody says, yeah, well, yeah, but, you know. You know, I, I need to do this or I need to do that. We all have reasons we haven't done whatever to this point. I'm a procrastinator. Anybody else a procrastinator? Like, I live off of my intentions. I'm a good guy because I know what I intended to do. Right? And the problem is, is that's the way most of us judge ourselves. We judge ourselves off of our intentions. The rest of the world is judging us off of our actions. Right? And God is judging us off of our heart, which means intentions and actions have to come together in what he sees and what we do, right? In, in, in the whole big picture of what we do. And, and, and so I constantly am considering how to try to take care of my weight. Anybody else ever thinking about? Because I have this spiritual gift of eating. I'm good, y'all. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm really good at it. Anybody else got the spiritual gift of eating? Yes. Yeah, like food and me, we, like, we got this thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love to eat the today at the Matheny household. We're having a fish fry. Woo! Cheese grits. Come on, somebody. I would invite y'all, but I didn't catch enough for everybody. So, but, but, but I love food, but I've got to be at this place where I have this get away from the excuses of and coming up with yeah, buts and all. So let me show you this verse out of Luke 14. But they all alike began to make excuses. So Jesus... Jesus goes to a group of people and he says, come follow me. You ready? Come follow me. And this is what they say. They all alike begin to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go see it. Please excuse me. And Jesus is standing there. Okay, how about you? Another one says, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. And another said, oh, I have season passes so I won't be at church Sunday. And another one said, I just bought a boat, so maybe after it gets cold, I'll be back to church. And somebody else said, oh, I'm just so busy. I've scheduled myself so crazy, I can't be in a small group. It got really quiet in here. Listen to me. I, I, I mean to step on your toes a little bit, and the reason is because I love you. Because I want to see the change and I want to see you get out of the cycle. But I know the only way for you to do that is for you to go all in. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? Like God has to be all. God has to be first. That has to be the priority. It's got to be the way that he said it. It's amazing because like we're in football season now. And we have a football God. Come on. I can prove it to you there's a football God. We have a hard time getting to church, catch this, but we will spend exorbitant amounts of money to buy a ticket, drive hours, pay for parking, walk two miles to the stadium, sit in these seats, Lord have mercy, come on, buy $15 hot dogs and paint our face, scream like a fool, then come to church and go like this. Come on now. I'm going to get into it a little bit this morning. Is that all right? Right? Because I need to hear this. 
There's a couple of things that God spoke to me this week that Mike has not been all in. That Mike has gotten a little slack and a little bit lazy in the way that I'm dealing with this. God has a play for you to run. It's football season, so let's talk football. God's got a play for you to run. But unless you go all in with it, you're not going to see change in your life. It won't work unless you're all in. My girls have this saying they've been saying for years, and uh, I've said it to you guys before, but it's excuses are the nails in the house of failure. What's interesting, I thought about that saying, and I'd never thought about it before until I was prepping this week, and I thought, the house is still there. Did you catch that? There's still a house, but it's a house of failure. And so we're doing and doing and doing, but we're doing things outside of what God has designed for us to do. And then we wonder why we don't feel contentment. We wonder why we don't feel something more. Most people are at a place where they're going, man, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more than just going to work and trying to get these kids to act like they're human. Right? Like there's just, and that, that something more inside of us is, is, this, is this hunger. Hmm. What is it that you need to stop making excuses about? Is it, is it salvation? That you need to give your heart to Jesus for the very first time. And you've had excuses and you've had a reason why. And, but what about this and what about that? And today you need to put the excuses away. Today needs to be that day. Maybe it's Bible reading or prayer time. Maybe it's that time that we get into God's word. Listen to me. You can't change find fulfillment, do all the things that God's called you to do unless you're reading his word and talking to him. You can't. You can't. It's, it's all in. It's all or nothing. Baptism. Well, you know, I'm older now. It's weird to get back. Listen to me. All in. All in. Maybe, maybe some of you, you were never baptized since you came to know Jesus. You need to do that. Child dedication for you and your, your spouse to commit to raising your children. Small group, this is probably the last week you can join a small group, maybe next week before you're going to be so far behind in whatever they're studying that it's kind of hard to catch up. Do it. Put the excuses away. Do it. You need it. Reading for a few minutes a day, budgeting, working out, logging your food. What is it? What is it that you're making excuses for that today we need to put away? Number two, you're going to have to make a break. You're going to have to make a break. There's always going to be something you have to break away from. Right? If you're going to do something new, you will have to leave something and start something. So it's on the computer. It's in relationships. Listen to me, young lady. If you're in a relationship and he's pushing you to do things you shouldn't do, pull your phone out right now and text him. It's over. It's time. It's past time. It's over. O-V-E-R. Are you understand? Listen to me. You're going to have to make a break. It's funny, as a youth pastor for years, people would be like dating and they'd be like, I know we should break up, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. How do I do that, Pastor Mike? And I was always like, well, why don't you go in the cabinet, grab a glass and show me how to break it nicely. There's no way, nice way to break anything. You just got to break away. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like you're just going to have to pull away and break away from whatever it is. Business, work relationships, whatever it is. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 6. Do not be yoked. That word yoked is kononia. It means intimate fellowship. 
It's not an acquaintance. You can have acquaintances of people who are unbelievers, but this is having somebody that you have confidence in, that you share intimate detail with, that you do life with. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? That's a, that's, come on, y'all, that's a hard one right there. Because some of you guys look around and you go, I'm really having a hard time finding somebody else who's passionate about Jesus. So I compromise my relationships to wherever just to have relationships. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying too? But listen, listen. God will bring you those people when you, when you go all in, when he shows you the passion. Are you hearing me? Like he, he will bring that. It's a matter of trust. I'm going to move ahead to 1 Corinthians 15. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. So we got to get rid of excuses. We got to make the break. And number three, and I'm going to finish with this, we got to make the void. Fill the void. Fill the void. You got to fill the void. Some of you grew up in churches like this. No, don't sin. That sin, that sin. No, don't. Amen. We'll see you next week. Anybody? Right? And so all, of it, all we did was we got this like they wanted to sterilize us into boredom. That's, that's kind of what we pictured of God. And, and what I want you to hear this morning is you have to fill the void. If you're going to take something away, you got to fill it with something. Right? It's like the Pentecostal preacher. He got up and he was like, if I had all the liquor in the world, I would dump it in the river. If I had all the beer in the world, I would dump it in the river. And if I had all the alcohol in the world, I would dump it in the river. And they get to the end of the sermon. Worship leader gets up. He says, ladies and gentlemen, turn to him. 247, let's ring, sing, shall we gather at the river? That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. But listen to me. You got to fill the void because if you take something away, guess what you're going to do? Just think about that thing. Some of you, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to step away from a cycle that you need to get out of your life or something out of your life. But all you're doing is sitting over here thinking about that thing. You got to fill the void. You got to fill it with something else. Well, how do we do that? Well, first, listen to me. You got to give your life to Jesus completely. You got to give your life to Jesus completely. Let me, let me show you this, Ephesians 5 and 8. Do not get drunk on wine. Now, that word right there, wine, we could fill it with anything. Because to get drunk just means to get intoxicated. So don't get intoxicated or drunk with, fill it in. Sex, drugs, pornography. Don't get intoxicated with things of this world. The boat, the house, the stuff. Don't get intoxicated because when you do, it leads to debauchery. What is debauchery? It's living my life completely for the senses of what this body feels. Right? I'm trying to make myself feel good. I'm trying to live for comfort. I'm trying to do, and it leads us completely away from what God has called us to do. Instead, instead, fill the void. Do you see that? Fill the void. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. God, what is it you want me to do today? Holy Spirit, guide me today in in what you've called me to do. Right? The next thing you've got to do if you're going to fill the void is you've got to get in a small group. You hear me say that all the time. I love it because I heard last week, my wife told me somebody came to her small group and they were like, I really don't want to do it, but Pastor Mike says it every week. (laughs) That completely motivated me to say it more. I just want to tell you. Because you need it. You need it. 
I didn't say you would like it. Right? People are annoying. Come on, somebody. Right? And especially, come on, especially if it involves children. Right? Because you know you judge everybody else's, the way they're parenting and their children and all this. And then you go to somebody's house. I always wonder, there's a small group at our house right now. I always wonder if, because I think they use my bathroom, because Jen has the master bathroom and I have the guest bathroom. I always wonder if they look in my drawer and see my stuff, what, what I have, you know what I mean? Come on, people getting in your life and getting involved and you get intimate and awkward, do the first thing, walk in the first week. I mean, yes, 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 you need it. See, we, we've got a marriage small group that we, we're doing on Tuesday nights with a group. And honestly, we're talking about marriage. We're enjoying it. It's some great information. But that is not my goal. My goal is relationship. My goal is to get those couples to know one another, to get to the point where within a small group, they've got a small group. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is for whatever reason, one or two of them connect so that when one of them is struggling, they might actually say, hey, yo, would you pray for me this week? Would you keep me accountable this week? I'm going on a business trip this week, you know, and it's always at night in the hotel room by myself. Would you text me about seven o'clock or would you give me a call? Like that's, we need that. We need accountability. Somebody, if you're going to pull away from the cycles in your life, you're going to have to do that. Look at, let me show you some quick verses. Proverbs 28, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, conceals it. In other words, you don't tell anybody. You will not prosper. Do you see that? I mean, but the one who confesses and renounces finds mercy. Ecclesiastes 4 and 8, there was a man all alone who had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. Right? Because he's all alone. Because it goes on, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. Right? If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. One more, James 5 and 16. Therefore, confess your sins to God. To God. To each other. What? Yeah, salvation comes through Jesus. Salvation comes when I give my life. But the confessing of our sins should be to one another. Why? Because it's accountability. Because how many of you know sitting there in your room by yourself, you confessed that cycle over and over again? You and God. But according to this verse, it needs to be a confession to another person. Why? Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And the last thing, or last two things I'll give you, to fill the void. You've got to pursue purpose. Like there's a purpose and a meaning. There's a better way. The best way to deal with your problem is to give yourself to something bigger than your problem. Successful people don't have it all together. They have something more to live for. Did you catch that? Successful people do not have it all together. You look at some people and you're like, man, they just missed out. No, 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 no. They're just living for something bigger than their problems. Those of us who struggle and wallow and we find ourselves on the hamster wheel doing the same thing over and over, we're so focused on our problems, we can't get out of them. But to pick your head up and go, God, what do you want me to do today? I can't fix that. I can't fix that financial situation in one day. It's not going to happen. So God, what do you want me to do today? 
I can't fix the marriage in, in, in one day, but what can I do today? What's that one thing I could do? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like that's what it means to pursue purpose. So many of us are pursuing the end of a debt. Well, I get that truck paid off. Right? I was, I was driving this week. I went over fishing at the coast and I'm driving and I'm flipping around and I hear this guy on the country station. This guy comes on. He's like, oh, I got a thousand dollars till I pay my truck off. And I thought, that's cool on the one hand. On the other hand, is that the biggest goal you have right now? Because that's why you're just running around the same circles. That's why it's cyclical in what you do. Does that, does that make sense to anybody? That's why people understand there's something bigger. And then you've got to live your life for the good of others. When life gets tough, we have this tendency to walk away from serving. So here's what happens. Pastor Mike, we're going through some stuff right now. And so I'm just going to have to pull back. Or somebody will come to Jen. You know, I'm going, we're going through some stuff right now, and I just need to pull out. And get, hey, listen, listen, sometimes that's true. Okay, so don't, this is not a conviction moment. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. Don't, just hear my words. But the reality is most of the time, serving is exactly what you need. It's exactly what you need. You need to get away from your stuff for a few minutes and get your mind straight on what's bigger and what matters in the world. And it's amazing how when you will serve someone else, when, you've, when you will help them with their problem, it's crazy how your problem will start to become more clear or even work itself out. We will, we will I, I wrote it down this way, we walk away from what we need to spend more time on for what we are trying to get rid of. Catch that? We walk away from what we need to spend, which is serving. Like that's, if we're Christians, if we're followers of Jesus, if we're all in, then our goal is to serve. Our goal is to put the towel on, right? And serve someone with that. Like that's what we're doing. And anything on my schedule and anything else that's in there needs to be taken out. Listen to me, you need margin for ministry. You need margin for ministry. You need some time on your schedule that you're like, okay, God, what do you want me to do for that hour? What do you want me to do for that? But we've scheduled ourselves so much because we're chasing, listen to me, You've got to pursue something more. First Peter 4 and 10, each one of you should use whatever gift he's received to serve others. So here's what I would say to you. I didn't really, I didn't pray for conviction today because conviction's already there. We all know, we all know we're jacked up, right? What I really prayed for you today was courage. It was courage for you to be honest. I've made excuses, right? And, and I'm not really all in. I really haven't come to the point where I've said, Jesus, I, I want to give you all. And uh, really excited because some of our teenagers prepared a little something for you this morning um, called Cycles. I'm going to let them share and then I'll come up and finish.
this last year tell me what I missed cause I feel that it's coming back up again must be something I ate some song some show some hate to extend the game free throws and when it ends he wants to make the sequel cause if he has another chance he feels like he can take my joy my peace my faith see the devil he learns from your mistakes even if you don't that's how it keeps you in cycles 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 but i'm not going in cycles
So what about you today? What about, what about you today? Because what they said is true. There's, there's power in the name of Jesus. And all it takes is for you to call on it today. And listen to me. I know you've called on his name before in that particular cycle. But maybe we didn't go all in. Let's be honest. Maybe we didn't say, you know what? I'm going to rearrange my schedule. I'm going to rearrange my time. I'm going to rearrange. I'm going to go all. Listen to me. What else? What do you have to lose? Come on, somebody. What do you have to lose? A little time? Maybe a few relationships. And I'm just telling you, there's something to be gained, and it is fulfillment, and it is contentment. There's a peace in your soul that I cannot explain to you. I wish I could. I I wish I could give you, like you could take a bite and taste it. (laughs) But you have to go all in to be there. So what about you today? Let's pray. Father, Thank you for your Holy Spirit being here today in our midst and speaking to each and every heart. Bringing conviction where we, where we need it. But what we really need today, God, is courage. I need courage to go all in with you. Every one of us, God, that those of us who've been walking with you for 30 years or those that today are making a decision to follow you for the first time. We need to go all in. We we give it all. Every piece, every secret sin, every attitude, every dysfunctional behavior. That you bring healing as we choose today, you first. If today you need to accept Jesus for the very first time, you can pray something simple like this. Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life, fill me, give me a new sense of purpose. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins. As best as I know how, I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life. God, for those here today that have been serving you for a long time, but still fighting that same cycle, would you give them courage today to take the step? All in, no more excuses. Make the break, pull away, fill the void. God, give us courage today to do what your your word has spoken to us today. We pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So just a minute, the team is going to worship us out. But I want to remind you that we have a prayer team that will be standing over in that, that little alcove right there. And if today you need to go, and let me just say this to you, remember what it said. Confess your sins to one another. If you need to go and and pray with somebody today, they would love to do that. If you need to get involved with a small group, get on our website and do that. If you need to get plugged in with a church, next week we start Life Step 1. Make the plan to be here and stay afterwards and go to class four weeks. I promise you it will be worth your time. Whatever it is, listen to me. Get rid of the excuses. Make the break. Fill the void. Amen. Amen.
All right, team, let's, let's worship out today. Breakthroughs on our side 
forever.